0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan and today I am looking ahead to PFL 9 2023. It is the playoff. Round that we are in the midst of here, and um, it's been a very, very interesting. I must uh, we all watched the card last week. Four massive finishes in that, as well as some uh, impressive displays on the undercard. Nathan Kelly from Ireland standing out there. Um, so we have some of our finalists, and more will be decided upon uh, in uh, on Wednesday night's card. So Wednesday night. Uh, It is on ESPN Plus in the States The Zone here in Ireland and in the UK and other places So Wednesday night the 23rd of August So make sure you're in the right date for that Um, I suppose it's been a very interesting year We spoke about it last week for the PFL This is obviously the last of the playoff uh, round And then we go into um, uh, November Where the, the finale will be happening But in the midst of that we also have the next round of the European Series, which goes down at the end of September. And then in December, we have the finale of the European Series, which if you haven't been watching the European Series or, or watching my previews and stuff, honestly, I think you really should. It's been it's been really good. And that last card uh, was exceptional. The level of talent are uh, sorry, the upcoming card, the the level of talent that's on it is it's absolutely insane. Just just a few of the names. I know we're doing the, 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 the upcoming card this Wednesday, but Cedric Dumba, the Lazy King is on it. Anthony Salamone, who's a very good fighter. Simeon Powell, who's top prospect at light heavyweight. Dakota Cheva, who's probably the best up-and-coming up uh, female prospect in the world. Franz Malambo, being one of the best fighters in Ireland for a long time. Dylan Duke, making a great comeback here. John Mitchell. Just a fantastic fighter still on his way up. Only, what, seven, eight fights into his career. Ali Taleb looked absolutely brilliant uh, in his last fight. Valentina Scatesi, everyone in SBG is talking about her being the next big thing. Chanel Dyer as well. Uh, Francesco Nuzzi. There's so much. Uh, uh, Luigi van der as well Who's uh, had a few fights Did he fight Oh my god matter He fight Paddy Pimble He did fight Paddy Pimble Yeah so There's some absolutely great talent uh, On that card And we will talk about that Obviously in a couple of weeks here But There is some top talent On this card also And uh, we will get into it now Here so what I'm going to do This uh, week I'm going to do a little bit different So some people in the comment section I love listening listen to your feedback So let me know in the comment section below They were saying Sean give us your picks whether it's at the end or the start, so this week I'm going to give you my picks, I'm going to tell you the betting lines from the very start, and then I'll get into the full breakdowns, if people maybe don't like that, let me know in the comment section and I'll move it to the end, but I've done it at the end before, so I just said I will try it out this way this time. Okay, so this is straight up odds and picks, and then we'll get into the breakdown, so Clay Collard, Shane Burgos, minus 110 for Collard, minus 120 for Burgos. I'm going to go for Burgos in that one. Uh, Miranda, Aubameyang, plus 275, minus 400 for Aubameyang. I'm going to go for Aubameyang as well. Serebou uh, C is... That line has changed... Uh, in, and has come in It was very even uh, When I looked at this for the first time yesterday But he's minus 150 now And I'm going to go for him Over a plus 110 um, uh, Miranda uh, I'm obviously going to go for Megamed, uh, Megamed Karamov Although that's an interesting fight Which you'll hear about in a while Against Solomon Rinfro He's minus uh, 649 Rinfro is plus 400 um, Bagu Ali Walsh is a massive one, Minus one 1000 favour Plus of 500 Ed Davis I'm going for him uh, as is Alexi uh, Bergande, who's a very good fighter. We shall talk about him over Sean uh, Stefalani. Uh, um, close fight between uh, Mustafa Rashed Neda and Corey Coop. I'm going to go for the underdog there, uh, Neda minus, or sorry, plus one ten, with his grappling over the minus five hundred Coop. Uh, then we have Montez versus Montague, a pick'em fight there, both minus one ten. Um, I'm going to go for Montague based on size on that one. Um, very interesting fight in Abdul al I think this uh, is one that I will pick al but if this was on the betting show, I would be picking Zellner. He's plus 275, minus 400 for al but I think it's a closer fight than that. And then Caledoni versus Grimo, minus 8, 188 for Caledoni, and Grimo is plus 140. Uh, I'm going to go for the favorite on that Caledoni as well. So mostly favorites I'm picking there, but I, I think... You know, I pick Besson, who I think will win, and if we were talking about uh, in the, the bench show, it might be a little bit different, and maybe, so tune in for that. Alright, let's get to it, and let's talk a little bit uh, about this card, um, and let's start at the main event, Shane Burgos versus uh, Clay Collard, and <laughs> look, if you just think, before we get into all the breakdown and all of that, Shane Burgos versus Clay Collard The first word that comes to my mind Let's everyone who's listening to this What's the first word that comes to your mind Banger is the first word that comes to my mind um, This should be Very 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 fun Like both guys pretty much in their prime 32 for Shane Burgos 30 for Clay Collard um, You know Obviously we had the All the talk about Burgos qualifying not qualifying he's in look he's fighting clay collard a lot of controversy over that I, I personally i would have gone with the the other way and and you know not had him in here but look they made the decision the decision is made and, and this is the fight that we have in front of us um i i think this is a very interesting fight for many different ways um i think it is the sort of fight that both guys will thrive on But especially Shane Burgos Like, they signed Shane Burgos To be kind of The next star To be in the, one of the next guys In the division And When he went in there Against uh, obo Mercier That's always going to be tough You know, it's going to be tough To look good against Auburn Mercier And win And he did neither of those things Went in and got a winning Unanimous decision Against Yamoro And he's uh, fired after that uh, But it's been You know, it's been a, a tough time For Shane Burgos I suppose In, in the PFL uh, So far Um I, I think for Collard as well It's Look it's been a back and forth Time I saw him in the PFL He's had some great wins You know he's beaten Stevie Ray Obviously this year And Yamoto as well Last year he ended up Losing out to Alex Martinez In a very close split decision After beating um, Jeremy Stevens The year before that You know he What a run he went on, Beating Anthony Pettis Beating Gailton uh, Letterback And then ended up Losing to Housh Mafeu. But like Before that he had Remember he had that stint In boxing where he did Really well And uh, I think he's been very exciting, very good, and brilliant signing for the PFL. Now, this is an interesting matchup, right? Because you are... Let's look at it, first of all, from Shane Burger's point of view. Now, first... But before even that, banger. This banger, 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 banger. I feel like everyone has it in their mind that this is going to be an absolute banger. And I hope it is, right? I really, really do hope it is. We've seen both of these guys in the past. Look, Collard really only knows one way to fight, really, and that's go it. No, I'm not saying he will, if, there's an, if there's a takedown there, he won't take it, because he absolutely will. There's no shred of, of doubt about that. But, you know, we've seen both of these guys in these absolute bangers before. Um... But for Burgos, like this is a very much a must win. I think, like the the big signing, like he, the UFC wanted to keep him and all of that. He was a a kind of a a, a name signing for the PFL and. You know, to go in there and lose Sobo Who I suppose himself was a name signing as well But in a, in a less of a maybe exciting way uh, And you know, when we talk about meritocracy That's the way it lands, I suppose But this is a big fight for him to go in there and win And I, he spoke, uh, I was listening to him on the on the PFL show from last weekend I think he spoke to, uh, oh he's speaking to Sean O'Connell, yeah And he said, look, this is all about the win And I, that's why I'm kind of starting here Before I get into both of their games, I suppose Will this be a little bit of a different game for Shane Burgos? And if it is, what will that look like? Um, And I'm not necessarily too sure what that will look like. Like, Burgos, if you look at his record, 16 wins, 5-5 and 6, it's evenly enough uh, out there five ko's five submissions five decisions so he's not like he's just a ko artist he's not like he's uh, not going to the ground or not getting submissions or anything like that he very well can fight on the ground and is good takedowns and, and everything like that as well but as i mentioned there a second ago so does clay collard like okay he only has three submissions uh, in 23 fights but still even some of his bfl fights especially was it the jeremy Stevens fight last year where he got a, a good few takedowns um that, funnily enough, wasn't of the fights went back and watched, but he, he has gotten takedowns in his PFL time. And I remember when he came over from the boxing, everyone's like, oh, he's just going to box and box and box. And eat. look, he has for most of his fights, but he has the ability to take the fight to the ground as well. And I just wonder, you know, what the game plans from both guys will be here. Like, if it will be the banger, or if it will be, like Berger said, I need to get the win, I need to get through. There's a million quid on the line here. Let's not forget that. Like, let's not forget that. Um... But that aside, I suppose, (laughs) for a second, it does seem like a fight where both of them will bank on Dare strike and being better than the other guys. And I think for Collard, I think it'll be more of a, I can kind of jab him, I can use my lint, uh, I can use... um, I suppose, and I know, let me just look at the heights, they're they're the same height, but it feels like Collard fights a little bit longer, you know, with straighter shots, I think he'll be able, be trying to be able to use that anyway, I think that's the way he's going to fight, whereas Burgos, I think he's going to use that kind of dip and hook to the body hook over the top, you know, combination type of fighting inside and putting on the pressure. Uh, And when he spoke as well at the weekend, that was the type of thing he seemed to be speaking about, you know, not leaving anything behind him, putting on that pressure and trying to win the fight uh, in that fashion. Um, And that makes for a very interesting fight. A very, very interesting fight. Look, it's a sort of fight that could be decided if it's even enough, if there's a lot of shots being landed by, look, there's 90 seconds left in the round, someone gets a takedown and lands seven or eight shots of ground and pound. That's, you know... Not saying Lay take that wins around here Please <laughs> Please don't misquote me Or anything on like that But you know what I mean You know <coughs> it, it could be that sort of fight Or it could be the sort of fight Where One big knockdown Decides it Or one change Of stance Or one You know One kick to the calf Decides it uh, You know and, and What would that Like That's basically what I described there As a war of attrition Apart from the <laughs> Apart from the first part of that You know and I wonder who can hold up to that war of attrition better. I, I just feel like... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who I feel like. I, I You know, I gave Burgos as my pick. And maybe Burgos is the one who can hold up to it a little bit more. You know, Collard has been through a lot. Even though he's younger, it feels like he's a little bit older in the fight game. And he's had that addition, what, 13 fights as well and all those boxing matches. Like, I think Collard can wrestle people, as I said, but does... Burgos have a slight advantage. I'd say he probably does. Um, if he can get in top, will he be able to possibly get a finish? Maybe, but I also think he'll be able to land a good share of ground and bound. who hits harder. I would say Burgos probably hits harder, but Collard, uh, I think, is a more technical fighter. And look, we saw what Aubameurcia was able to do, being a more technical now in a very different sort of way, don't get me wrong. Um, but this is a really interesting fight. I just... I, I hope and I do think, like, I, I, I feel like I'm trying to talk myself out of this being a banger, <laughs> you know, but I'm not, I'm not, I do think it will be a very, very good fight and I think, um, I think it'll be won in a war of attrition. I think it'll be won by who can hold up more to the battle, who can take the better shots, who can, like, they're both going to give it, right, they're both going to give as good as they get. Right. And it's who can take that shot. I would like if you were to say who has the better chain and is a better not necessarily chin is the wrong word, but who is who can take more over their careers, I'd probably say Collard. But there's, you know, there's a point of diminishing returns with that, isn't there? You know, I saw, you saw with Rafael Dos Anjos there um, a couple of weeks ago and he fought, when you see that graphic coming up, and you've seen it for Frankie Edgar and others before, oh, you've the most fight time inside the UFC, or, you know, obviously we're talking about PFL here now, but that is a great stat, but also a worrying stat. Like, you don't get that amount of time for free, you know? Um, and I feel... Uh, Collard hasn't shown many, many, or any signs of this, to be honest. Now, but like when you get into a fight like this, that's when it kind of does show. And I'm a, like, it might even like outwardly, obviously show. But if there is a, like a slight difference in the end, that could be it. And um, yeah, that that's not necessarily what I'm building or basing my Burgos pick on. I just, I think he will be able to get inside a little bit uh, from the lint of of Collard, and if he can land those power shots. Uh, you know, a few leg kicks in there as well. It's going to be hard, uh, for uh, I suppose Collard to kind of to make up the scores. Like, let's say you're scoring up around and Burgos has landed three or four hard body shots and maybe a right hand over the top and a leg kick. Like, a lot of jabs and a lot of control all well and good, but it's not going to win you around if that has been scored against you, you know. So, that's why I'm going for uh. Burgos mostly, but I do. Uh, I do think it'll be that banger. I do think it'll be that banger. Um, and just the prices again to remind you: uh, Collard minus one ten, minus one twenty for Shane Burgos. Right, the co-main event: uh, Olivier Obomercier against uh, Bruno Miranda. Uh, look, I went to, I went back and I watched a bit of Miranda again, and uh, every time I watch Miranda, I feel like I see a, a different fighter. You know, he went in there against Alex Martinez. I remember talking before that and saying like you know, Miranda is, he's a bit of everything really, isn't he? He hits hard, he's a good technical fighter, uh, when he wants to be, he can fight on the ground and stuff. One issue I think he will have, and maybe we'll see it here, is the clinch game um, isn't exactly amazing, his takedown defence isn't amazing. Now, Novo Have always been known for getting up from the takedowns Which he is very good at So don't get me wrong It's not like the takedown defense is a massive issue Or anything like that But when you're fighting over Mercier And he can clinch you and possibly take you down He's a very tough guy to get away from You know, to get away from Or to get him away from you Um, I was watching one of his fights It was the Carson Frey fight from the Challenger series And I was just thinking if he takes that sort of approach against Auburn it might pay off for him. Um, and what he did in that fight basically was fast, fast, fast pace. Like a real fast pace. Because the problem is with Auburn right? When you fight him, you know... Look, Auburn Mercier... And, and look, to be fair now, he's changed this. In a couple of his last fights, he's got, what, two f- uh, finishes in his last three fights being CVD uh, and uh, Romero after, uh, I suppose... Um, Outpointing Burgos in a, in a pretty dominant fashion But he is about control You know, he's more of a control fighter He likes to use his jab As I said, he likes to use the clinch He'll get a takedown if he can Very good defensively And just, like I was saying with the last fight like Gets ahead of you, stays ahead of you type of thing Now, if you're able to land big shots on him Maybe that's harder to do And maybe that should be the aim of Miranda So, the point I was making there About, you know, the high pace Maybe the the volume for Miranda, like Obamercia wins on volume, but like controlled volume. Um, and that, that's I suppose a hard thing to explain. Like, he, he'll let's say a volume fighter, right? Let's say a, a, someone that comes out and like Brad Katona at the last day, right? Uh, in that fight, let's say he landed 50 shots in a round, right? That's a volume fighter, and his opponent maybe landed you know 20 or whatever. I think Oba Mercy is the type of one So he wins by 30 punches Oba Mercy is the type of one who he let his opponent land 5 And he'll land maybe 25 Right, So he's half the amount of shots That uh, someone like Cotone landed But he's still like 20 ahead So he's winning with that volume He's not landing anything massive Now he can as I said With, with those two fights And he, he seems to be improving That part of his game as well So don't let that fool you But that is... With the judging criteria, the way we know it today, that's a risky proposition, especially against the top guys in the world. Now, is Bruno Miranda one of the top guys in the world? Um, I, I probably would say he isn't, but he was able to beat Alex Martinez, who, in my opinion, is a very good controlled fighter as well who's a very, very technical fighter as well. And that's a very good preparation fight, in my opinion, for Open oh, Mercy. And now very different fighters in terms of their stances and all of that. But in terms of the control and dealing with that and game planning for that, um, I think it is a good one. So this is, to me, is an interesting fight. Look, having said all of that, though, I do think the control is going to be controlled by the controller. It, it's it's what he's brilliant at. Um Miranda is going to try to come inside with those hooks, and he's going to meet a jab, he's going to meet a leg kick, he's going to meet a clinch. Um, and I could see a lot—I really do. I do. I could see a lot of clinching in this because Miranda loves to get inside. Like the height difference as well—five foot nine uh, for uh, for Obama oh, Mercy and five foot eight for Miranda. Look, there's only one inch, but it feel when you watch both of them, it feels like more. And the way they fight, it will be more as well. I think. Um, I. I just hope against hope, right, that Miranda can kind of turn this into a good fight. Um, And what I mean by that is, if he can have some success on the inside, it'll force Mercia to do something different. Because if he doesn't force Mercia to do something different, he'll just do the same thing for 15 minutes. And I think that's the way it'll go. And I think that's how he will win the fight. Right, those are the two lightweight fights So I foresee uh, a, a burgos Mercia rematch in the final So we'll see about that Then the two welterweight fights uh, Car- uh, Carlos Leal-Miranda against Cebu see Which is a rematch of the fight they had in uh, Wales uh, Was it last year? I-, I actually watched that fight It was last year, it was 2022 Yeah, watched that fight just before we started And then Megamed, uh, Megamed Karimov versus Solomon Rinfro Let's talk about that one first um, Watched a bit of Solomon Rinfro uh, there, he's 26 years of age, 11 and 3, four knockouts, six decisions, one submission. Um, he had that unbelievable left hook walk away, kind of KO punch over Gerald El Shalawi and short notice, uh in, uh, in June. Um, you know, he'd fought some good guys outside of uh, the PFL before that. he fought Adam Fugit, who obviously, who's fought to a, a pretty high standard. He fought him in, um, LFA, he fought Mike Malat and CFFC. You know he lost a both of those guys, but he has been fighting them right. And his um the way he fights is a very very uh, I'll use the word volume again, but he throws it all. Comes inside, big takedowns. Very good wrestler. Big shots inside. You know, as I said. <sighs> He's the type of guy who maybe looks more powerful than he is, but at the same time, if he catches you at one of them, he throws him so wildly, he, he could very well knock you out. Now, a lot of it, I think he does do it to get inside and to land uh, the takedowns inside, but nevertheless, that makes him a dangerous fighter. The problem is he's fighting Megamed, Megamed Kerimov. Um, and I went back and I watched his fight with, uh, with Ray Cooper, uh, the one he Won from a while back And a bit of the one Actually he lost as well But you know The, the loss came With a big punch Right at the end of it And look If you're Solomon Rinfro uh, You look for You look at two things In those fights right You see how a guy Who comes in And lands big shots On the inside Can knock him out But also how He can get taken down And beaten inside uh, In terms of The, the clinch And beaten inside, inside In terms of The shots being landed inside And then the takedown um, And you have to avoid that at all costs Like, if he could get a takedown But I, I feel like I feel like I say this almost every time With Meg Garimov I think I said it in the the, Zavada, the, the 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 T-Bow fight, the Zavada fight Like, you're going to have to put him on the back foot In such a way But he's just such a good jabber When you push him forward He's so such good takedowns He's such good one-twos Like, the only one that's been able to touch him In the last what? eight years has been Ray Cooper who landed that one big punch um I don't think Solomon Rinfro is going to be able to do that unfortunately and I do think this is going to be a, a Megamed uh Med Karamov fight here I do think he'll be able to get a takedown <sighs> I haven't said that though right? haven't said that Renfro's wrestling is so good I wouldn't be surprised if he did get one takedown but holding and keeping him there for three rounds is going to be very very tough I think that Cardio battle as well Is going to be won by Megamed Meg, Karimov If it does turn into that um, You know Renfro has lost The fight by submission As well So I, I That's what I could see You know Mike Malat Submit him I could see another Rear naked choke here For Megamed Karimov uh, And oh wow. then uh, Carlos Almiranda Miranda Against Sadabusi. see And look This is obviously a fight We've seen before uh, just to talk about the prices again on that one, uh, uh first of all, the, the Miranda Oba Mercia fight, Oba Mercia minus 400 plus 275 for Miranda and Mega Man Mega Karamov, as I said, massive favorite, minus uh 649 plus 400 for Infra. The C fight, as I said, minus 150 plus 110, uh, in favor of C there, but that has moved in, as I said, in the last day or so. It was a very interesting fight to go back and watch Look, not the the best fight in the world Or anything like that But uh, Leal definitely had More of an upper hand on Sadabu C Than anyone else has had In a good long time You know, apart from Magomed Magomed Karamoff when he beat him back in 2021 You know, he's won what, seven fights Six fights, sorry, since um, And in those six It was definitely that one that was the closest, in my opinion. Oh, well, the Rory McDonald one was very close as well, make no mistake about that. Um, But the pace in which Leal was able to fight in the first round caused him problems, right? But C did really well at just kind of picking him off, not really getting hit with too much. Uh, You just feel like in that. I, I spoke about how two lads having volume as positives a minute ago. I think he might have had too much volume of that. Just pick a few shots better. But he cut off the cage really well on C. Someone that almost no one else is able to do. Um, and he did really well. The second round, he pushed him against the cage and won that round by just clinching him up and clinching him up and clinching him up. Did get a little bit tired in the third and C was able to land more shots uh, and did the better in that. But I expect... Uh, a very, very similar fight in here Unless he can do something big Now, he has started to get knockouts since He knocked out Gerard Shaw, Shawi Knocked out Shane Mitchell um, And I'm sure he'll be looking for that I'm sure he'll be looking to make a statement here But he isn't a foolish guy either He is a very, very smart fighter And that's what he's known for And I think um, he will continue to be smart um, But at the same time, look for that opening um, and if Leal pre- presents it, I think he will take it. Um, I'm de- I'm definitely going for C here, but if the fight goes the similar way to the last fight, it could go for Leal because it was such a close fight. Such a close fight. I think he needs, again, cut off that cage, which is number one thing you can see. He's proven he can do that. Now what he needs to do is be more accurate with the strikes. If he could get a takedown, brilliant. If he can get the clinch, Brilliant. And it feels like the clinch is the most achievable part there. Now that is going to tire him as well, so that is an issue, but like you have, you're have, you going to have to do that. To beat someone as good as Sadabu C, you're going to have to put yourself through it. Uh, and I think that's what he's going to do here, uh, but I still don't think it's going to be enough. I think C's ability to pick him off from the back foot, I think he's added power to his game uh, that um, you know maybe people didn't expect over the last one. He's 36 years of age, and it feels like this is his prime. So, um, I'm going for set C in that one. Right, let's run through the rest of uh, the fights here. Uh, watch a bit of Ed Davis was fighting Bego Ali Walsh. Uh, look, he doesn't seem like as good enough of an athlete to, to step up to uh, Ali Bago Walsh, who obviously is the grandson of Muhammad Ali. Um, you know, Davis throws shots, but he's not the best boxer in the world. He gets taken down. Uh, I think, uh, Be- Walsh will take him down like he's done the previous opponents, and and probably beat him up there on the undercard. Though, if you're looking for someone who looks like a top prospect, uh, Alexi Pergande, he's fighting Sean Stefanelli. Um... This guy looks like a top, top prospect. Joey you know reminds me of a little bit, and maybe it's just because I saw him at the weekend, but Ian Gary. Uh, he's only 22 years of age. He's fighting at 145 here, but I would not at all be surprised uh, if he ended up at 155 very, very soon. He's still going into his body and everything like that. He's had over 30 amateur boxing fights, and he's won uh, two fish three MMA fights so far by submission and had a few submissions as... Um, uh, an amateur as well, Stefan Ali, very good wrestler, so it's, it's a good test, very interesting Um, I went, watched some of his fights, very hard to see much striking of him because lots of his fights are wrestling You know, all either submissions or, uh, or decisions on, on his record uh, aside from one corner stoppage So, um, you know, Pergande will have to stop that wrestling and it'll be a big test for him, there, as I said, the uh Mustafa uh, Rashad Neto and Corey Coop fight is very much the boxer against the uh, uh the, the grappler. In fact, there, um, I th- maybe I said it backwards earlier on, but I, fa- I fancy the grappler and Coop to win it, uh, nine submissions against um, uh, against uh, Rashad Neda uh, from Saudi Arabia. There's a couple of Saudi Arabian fighters on this. I wonder is that anything to do with uh, the whole Francis Inganos thing and or anything like that. The other one is um. Uh, the other one is Abdul al He's fighting David Zellner. Um, and I think I think that's a very, very uh, well-matched fight. Um, Al-Qahtani at 6-1 has fought over and Brave and has fought some good guys over there. He's long and is improving. He's the type of guy, I think, when he gets to, you know, he's seven fights into his career. When he gets to 15 fights into his career, he could be a very good fighter. He has the lint um, he has that kind of body shape that I think makes for a good fighter He can jab, you can see that there's something there in him Zellner, I think he's tough, you know And he's a good challenge for someone like that But I don't, I I. I, I can see, I could see him winning honestly Because he is good cardio and he is tough and all of that But I do like Alcatani there um, And John against uh, Grimaud as well The the, the opener there, 4-1 against 4-2 But the uh, very interesting Abigail Montez, 4-2 against uh, Michelle Montague, who uh, was uh, IMAF champion, I believe, if not champion, got to the final anyway. Um, You know, she uh, is a big uh, lady for that weight class. Um, She In the amateurs, I suppose, you know, Sabrina D'Souza is... The best in the world And she Met her twice And ended up losing to her twice But Had many many Won every fight Other than that She's 3 now was a pro and taking Anna Abigail Montez, Who I suppose is best known For uh, beating uh, Clarissa Shields The the boxer um, Look Montague you, you, She has Kelly Harris In her corner We see when she gets The fight to the ground When she can throw her Opponent down um, Very good All three of her wins So far Yeah Have been by rear naked choke um, But Montez is good In the ground as well I think it's who wins That wrestling battle Will be a big factor here I do think Montague Striking is improving But maybe not necessarily There yet I think the size advantage uh, 5 foot 4 Versus 5 foot 9 But it's just She's bigger as well Like I think Montez could probably make 125, never mind 145. And that's always going to be her issue there. And I think that's why Montague will end up getting the win in, in this one with, uh, with her wrestling and with her size. So, yeah, that is it. Um, it's an interesting card uh, with a, a, a banger atop the card, and we could have a few fun ones underneath it as well. So I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for shardog.com and I'll see you all next time.